The following program brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by the members of CFCI and their guests should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal, and any tax advice on the show is not intended to be used by any persons for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax. Penalties that may be imposed on such persons and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. The representatives of CFCI and their guests are not providing legal or tax advice, and nothing should be construed as a solicitation to offer or buy securities. Now enjoy the show. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to The Big Show, Your Money with David Hayes. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this Thursday before the new year kicks in. Of course, Saturday morning, if you miss any of it, on Thursday evening, which most of you do because Saturday morning is by far the most popular time to catch the show. And maybe, I mean, just maybe, it could be the podcast, right? Because it goes from the show to the website to the podcast. So wherever you pick up your favorite podcast, you can listen to it. Without commercials, you can listen to it in slow-mo, which is really hilarious. You can listen to it in fast-mo, whatever you want, but definitely listen to the show. In tradition, the last show of the year, I have had my dad, Jerry Hayes, on with me, which is always a lot of fun, and uh, dad, you're with me now, and I don't know. I know last year we had a great show. I know the year before, we've talked about a lot of things from business things to personal things to fun things to goofy things whatever you want to call it right but here we are again 2022 which it just seems literally like i cannot believe it's been a year since you were on the show no it doesn't seem like I, when we walked in the studio i thought the same thing david just bang blink of an yeah. eye yep well you know the the one of the famous comedians uh, that we've all all heard from said that life is like a roll of toilet paper the closer you get to the end the faster, faster it goes, goes and right. that's absolutely true and i've heard that from clients i've heard it from you Heard it from everybody, and as I've aged, I'm feeling it as well. So, David, how, uh, what, how long have you been doing this show? 25 years? No, no, not 25. So, Will's 22, right? Okay, and he yeah. had just turned one when I started. Okay, so, so, so 20 21, 21 20 years. years. So, yep. I was about your age when you started. Yeah, no. I, no. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's I right. I 55. Because you're 75 right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in my 30s when I first started doing the program, yeah. like 31. And see how fast that went? I didn't need these back then, these readers, <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't, like, make a sound when I sat down in the chair like I just did with my, <laughs> my back. So a lot of things changed in those many, many years. We're going to have a lot of fun. Let's talk about uh, some of the things that we need to thank, and that is, of course, Unrivaled Electric. They want to be your electrician like they are mine. Give Tim a call. He's a veteran at 812-361-3604. They specialize in those generators that I speak highly of. And Lance Like and the Like Law Group, give yourself and your family the peace of mind that comes with proper estate planning. Call my friend Lance at the Like Law Group, 812-323-8300. Make 2023 the year you make it happen. And last but not least, Kenny Bland Auctions. They are your full service. It's not that they want to be. They are your full service auction service. They can offer the pre-planning the sale of your estate or real estate. Visit my friend Dirk and Nikki online at kittyblandauctions.com. So just a little bit of news as I flipped through my phone. I didn't bring some formal stuff today. But, you know, here we are towards the end of the year. Stocks climb on this Thursday as the year-end approaches. Rod and I talked briefly about what we expect in 2023 on last week's show. Of course, 
Southwest Airlines, which we just booked for a cruise in February. Hope they get it figured out by then. Cancellations do begin to ease off after this chaos that we've been seeing. And I love this headline. Bloomberg Business Week. The Federal Reserve does not care about your misery. (laughs) And I don't think they do. Big changes are coming to retirement savings in a new federal spending plan that passed on December 31. December 23rd, and we will definitely be talking about that. I just recorded a podcast on the Secure Act 2.0, which will be out, I believe, on January 9th, but we're going to hit some of the high points later in the show. And lastly, as you look at the S&P, as we round out the year, it's been a tough one, right? We, as Wired and I talked about, we're down around 20% on the S&P. Uh, bonds are down. Everything seems to be down except a few things here and there. But hopefully in 2023, we will get off to what we think could be a continued rocky start, but then end the year on a positive note. So just hang in there when you're in there, because what else are you going to do about it? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, last year's focus, Dad, and I intentionally gave him zero information about today's program. I thought it'd be more fun if he held spontaneity. But last year, we talked about when do you know it's ready to retire? Because you were 74 last year. We talked about, you know, you're going to be 75 in 2023. And, you know, when do you know? And we went through all of this stuff. But when we come back, I want to kind of revisit that thought before we move into another thought that I had, especially as I've been grappling with helping my son find his way and his path and his career. We'll be right back. Have a lot of fun on this show, folks. Guaranteed. It's Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. Your Money with David Hayes. Happy New Year. My dad, Jerry Hayes, is with me live in the studio on this Thursday. And we are here to just kind of make your year-end bright. So, Dad, last year we talked about when do you know you're ready to retire. And we walked through pretty much your entire career from when you were a short-order cook with Grandpa Hayes, the Hayes Cafe, on into real estate. You're venturing. uh, You did appraisals back then into banking. Mm -hmm. Worked your way up from assistant loan officer with our good old buddy Dick Haynes, who hired you at Workingmans. Moved out through the ranks to Old National and ended up uh, in the community bank sector. Now you're at Owen County State Bank. Been there for several years. Still working. 75. And at the end of the day, we just decided you're just going to know when it's time. You know, we walked through all this like it's it's you know, you're supposed to when you're 65. Nope, when you're 70. But and we're kind of like, just tell them you're never going to retire. You're going to be like me. The gurney will be outside the door. You'll know when it's <laughs> over. But the reality of it is, you're, I mean, you, yeah, another year's passed. And I mean, I think you start to feel like things are starting to tick that way a little bit. And you, but you're still kind of at that point of, you're just going to know when you're ready. Yeah. You know, I think um, I was talking about that earlier today with someone and, and I, I said, uh, you know, they said, when do you think you're going to retire? Are you ever going to retire? And I said, well, it's kind of a day-by-day thing. You know, it's um, as long as I, I'm healthy enough, having fun, and the bank feels like I'm adding value, um, I, I enjoy working. I like to be around people. I like to be thinking about new things. And um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I actually get a little bit lethargic. If I sit at home for a few days, like even over the Christmas holiday, right. Um, the day after Christmas or the Monday after Christmas, it was just like, oh, what am I going to do next? You know, it's, uh, I'm just not one to sit around. Way. Well, I'm not either. I mean, we, we, uh, but I always say when given the chance to be lazy, I'm pretty darn lazy. And that's uh, <laughs> yeah. why I, I keep myself busy. I know my tendencies, but it's nice 
for it to be on your terms and not someone else's terms. Like, yes. for instance, it could be a person that said, you know what, Jerry, you're no longer, re- you're done. It could be a company that's downsizing. It could be your health, as you mentioned. But it is a real blessing to know that it's your choice at this moment if you want to continue to work or not. And and I will tell you this, Dad, like Wayne Thacker um, at our office saw you at some event, and he said, man, your dad looked good. Oh, it's our Christmas open house. He said, man, your oh, dad yeah. looked good. Oh, yeah, he looks he looks great. He goes, man, he looks so young. I said, I know I'm catching up with him quickly. <laughs> Brother Dan even more so quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice when – when you think about uh, what you're going to miss or what you're going to worry about after retiring. And that was a question I had for you today was, what do you think worries you the most about retirement? Maybe you just answered it besides like losing a paycheck. Like what worries you the most? Uh, really just kind of getting depressed and bored. You know, I, um, I love to fish and camp, as you know, right. uh, but you can only do that so much, you know. And so um, I just, I just like to work. Um, I've worked since I was very young. My dad, you know, I had a restaurant, and I started working there when I was about 12 years old, standing on a, a crate washing dishes because I couldn't even reach the dishwasher. <laughs> and I've always, I've always worked, and um, it's just something that's part of who I am, I think. Well, and, you know, you you obviously volunteer a lot, too, and we're going to get into that in a little while as, as you've kind of, you know, I, I don't know if I've just visually, you know, seen that over the years and see that the more you give, the more you get, um, not with that in your intentions, but certainly have witnessed that over the years. Some people would say, well, you can always still get that same feeling by volunteering or whatever. But you know what? If I'm going to work, I mean, I can make money. Sure. And which I think is incredibly, you know, honorable. And you can still volunteer and be make a difference in other people's other people's life. And you mentioned, I mean, we have a lot of fun things lined up this year. We got a Canada trip we're going to fish on in late May, which was fabulous last year, yes. by the way. We have a balloon ride that we're going to do in June. Um, I'm assuming you'll be back down in Florida this in March, in March with, mm-hmm. with Jeannie, assuming that I guess everything is Siesta Key is fine. Yeah. Um, and I remember us talking about this when we were traveling, maybe on one of our Canada trips or Amazon trips or something, That, and I wrote about it in my book, that if you can travel when you want to travel, relax when you want to relax, and serve when you want to serve, that's a great retirement or a great life. And in reality, I mean, you're kind of doing that now. Kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been blessed to have uh, lots of vacation time, and um, so we've been able to take advantage of that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really, um, I've got the, probably the best job ever. I had. might even at work when you want to work. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, it's great. I, I have a lot of clients that do not need to work for the paycheck, but they retired and were miserable. Yes. And not miserable because of the lack of funds, but it was like they were they, they enjoyed being around the people. So I can think of one off the top of my head that went to get a job at Lowe's. I saw him at Christmas time. I'm like, Dave, what are you doing here? He goes, Oh man, I couldn't see him being a home and yeah. and she would have killed me, so I'm now I'm here, I'm having a great time. I have uh, one client that uh, drives shuttles for curry. You know, they mm-hmm. drive people around, right. just engages with people, talks with people, makes a little bit of money on the side. I mean, all kinds of clients that find something to do that's on their time that still allows them to travel when they want to travel, relax when they want to relax, and serve when they want to serve. And, oh, by the way, I want to be around people other than my wife. I love my wife to death, but you need a break, right? right? You need yes. a break. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, a little bit about we talked about your path, like when you started, what you did the things you tried growing up in last year's show, and you mentioned a little bit just now. As you well know, I've been trying to help Will, my one and only child, your grandson, to try to figure out where he should start his journey. So I want to get into a little bit about what we've been up to, and then also some of the things that you do 
for the youth in the community on financial literacy classes in high school and some of the things that you do to help people find their path. We'll be right back. This is Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. It's Your Money with David Hayes and Jerry Hayes here in the studio riding shotgun. Uh, Dad, I know I, I can't let a show go on by without us talking about my very first show, because you were here. This could be my last show, folks. You never know. I, although I'm going to record my show tomorrow for next week, since I'm going to be gone in Florida. So hopefully I'll make it through tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. But it was my very first show. I was asked to do this. I was nervous. Um, you came with me as support. It was on retirement planning. And remind people that, that, that support that you gave me that day, without me having to say it. Uh, you're gonna make me say it so david says he was really nervous and i came to kind of just provide some um, keep in mind this was live saturday morning yeah, right it was live. i was 32 yes. years old never done it before never done it before morton marcus was your first guest i think <laughs> i think so i think i'm the guy got got him you might have got more yeah. yeah him hooked up with me so david's real nervous and he says dad this was like 10 9 like we're gonna be going <laughs> yeah, on, right yeah he said dad why in the world do i do things like this and I looked at him, I said, David, I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, but. You've had a good follow-up. But soon, it'll be just like breathing. You'll feel like it just comes natural. And it has, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certain I can wing it more than I used to. I still like to be really prepared and bring some good, valuable content to people. But what it's done for me, it's kept me sharp. Yeah. You know, it's I have other advisors around the country that I know that just don't say sharp. And I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but, you know, they'll lean on me for stuff. And I feel gratitude. I feel I feel good about that. Um, I love knowing things. You know, I, I'd like to know things. And if I don't know things, I'd like to figure it out. So it's definitely kept me sharp because I can't come on every week and just be a buffoon and say crazy things to get people to listen. I hopefully can say things that... Yeah, it'll sound like a buffoon to get people to listen a little bit. Yeah. That's fun. But then also give them some good, solid content to make them realize, hey, there's something here. You have to learn to teach. You do. And, and the best way to to teach is, I mean, to learn, right? I mean, if right. you, I always say, I mean, go learn this stuff. I mean, even like I'm doing some estate planning uh, coming around the corner. And, and, you know, because we have a lot of goofy rules going on. And, and I, wa- I want to have an estate tax problem. You know, it's kind of yeah, like, right. I want to have a Medicaid avoidance problem. I don't want to come. I want, I want these problems. So even though many of us don't have those problems today, when you look at the history of the federal estate tax, knowing it went from when I first started 600, then it went to a million, two, five, ten, zero, back to, you know, two, then to five, now to, to 10. I mean, it's all over the place. So you never know. I mean, especially when last week I talked about what is your estate? Well, right now we have some good opportunities, but I, I want to go through that process so I can not just read about what it is, but actually experience it myself and then be able to tell other people mm-hmm. more clearly about that. One thing I hear a lot from people is, why don't they teach this in school, right? Why don't they teach people about this? Well, you know, Will, he, he started off at IUPUI, construction management. That's kind of what he wanted to do. Uh, COVID hit, was not good with the online stuff. He came home and said, hey, I, I don't want to go back. And I said, I don't blame you, but you need to do something. So he's been working in a lot of different things mostly construction maintenance related but he just turned 22 and i thought it's time for him to really start to figure out what he wants to do so i've started introducing him to all kinds of things i mean all kinds of things and just people and i'm always a big believer in that your kids need a mentor besides your own you can be an example for them 
Um, usually it's more of a visual example. The verbal examples are fine, but they go in one ear and out the other, but they see you do things. Remember, what your kids see you doing in moderation, they might very well do in excess. You never know, good or bad. I mean, you could do good things that they like do in excess because I want to do more of what my dad's doing because he's doing all this great. Or you could be over here doing bad things and they're like, well, it's not hurting him, so I'm just going to go do more bad, more bad things. But mo- not everyone has that in their world, their life. And one of the things I, I think is outstanding is as you knew I was talking with Will about this. You sent me an email on Will's career day that we did yet this, this yeah. week, and there's more to come down the road. Um, you sent me something on financial literacy classes that you teach through the school, uh, mainly seniors, on choosing a career, and you sent a couple of websites. Give me a little – I know you do um, the, the day at, at the junior high. I forget what they call that. Reality Store. Reality Store, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Dan does that as well. Tell us what you do – with the youth to help them become more at least aware of stuff well and this this is the kind of stuff that we've been trying to do i used to be uh, about 15 years ago i was president of indiana mortgage bankers and we tried to get financial literacy in the schools and that what we were told by the teachers was that if it's not if it's not tested on istep we can't teach to it we just don't have time but now the schools are opening up to that and to, to financial literacy things. And uh, so one of the things I do uh, for the bank is I, I go to high schools. Um, we have branches in Greene County and Lawrence County and, of course, our main branches in Owen County. But um, some of the Greene County schools, White River Valley, I do some uh, financial literacy teaching to seniors over there. And the first class I teach is called Choosing Your Career. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's really a, uh, there's there's a little uh, a website that I send them to to take a thirty question test. And if really they would like that website, just email us at cfci.us. Okay. And yeah. in that subject line, just say, hey, I'd like to have the career path website or whatever. We'll send that link to everyone. Yeah, it's really it. cool because it it just asks questions about what do you like to do? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be outside? Do you you know just things like that? And then it comes up with a list of careers that you might be interested in mm-hmm. yeah and so um they, we go through those and and they kind of pick some careers they think they might be interested in and then we go to the u.s department of labor website that has the uh, salaries for all those those jobs and so they can kind of see what those things pay so it's really an eye-opener for a lot of kids you know they just uh, and some of them most of them have already decided as seniors what they want to do or they think they they yeah, want to do right um what they think they want to do yeah what they think they want to do um but some don't and um you know the one of the classes i teach later on is about uh, investing in yourself about uh what do you want to do after high school do you want to go to four-year college do you want to go to a trade school um whatever you do make sure the the money you're spending on your education is going to be an an investment you're going to return on that investment that you're not going to just go to school and spend thousands of dollars and not have any return on that investment because You know, if you invest in stock market, you want a good return on your investment. And when you're investing in your education, you're investing in yourself. I think there's something else that needs to be taught, in which we try to do this in some of the lunch and learns, that some of the outstanding paternalistic, maternalistic, whatever you want to call them, employers here in this town and surrounding communities have said, hey, can you guys come in and teach our people about this? Because they know that less stressed employees are more productive employees. Proof all over the place about that. But one of the things I think needs to be taught is, how to understand your first paycheck. Mm-hmm. When William received his first paycheck by doing some cleanup for a property manager, he worked like 42 hours that week. He made like 12 bucks an hour. And he came in and said, look at this. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he said, I, I was supposed to make this, but I only made that. 
I let me explain to you. Uh, let me give you a little explanation here. That's my second class. Yeah, it is. Taxes. So, yeah, yeah, well, and, and I think the page, reading your pay stub, you know, okay. The, and I said, well, why don't you call Grandma and Grandpa right now for that FICA right there? That's, that's kind of Medicare and Social Security. Thank call you. them and ask thank them you for, for that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, call them and ask them for a thank you. You know, <laughs> so we went through all that and kind of boiled it down. And you have this and you had that and you had this and that. And that's how you come up with it. So that's why you should have paid attention to it. The other thing, which I can share with you um, if you don't have this, we had developed a uh, populated uh, spending plan. A lot of people call them budgeting. I like to call it a sp- I like to choose the way I spend my money. I think budgets sound restrictive. So what's your take-home pay? Who cares what your gross is, right? Mm-hmm. What's that take-home pay? And then we'll populate what you should be spending on housing, what you should be mm-hmm. spending on cars and on food, all the way down to we always put giving in there as well because, mm-hmm. as you well know, we think that that's – important from day one to spend save and share and Mm -hmm. put it all in there but it allows you to not make stupid decisions like do i sign the lease for a thousand bucks a month right or should i get a roommate and be 500 a piece should i strap this car payment on this 300 dollars, or really should i be spending 150 you may not see what you you may not like what you see but that's a good guide for what you should be doing and listen it's not just about paying your bills utilities and all that it's about fun stuff too you have to have fun along the way so it's a really good thing but i think to me, financial literacy kind of starts, you know, from those basic roots that, okay, you, you, how do you get a job? Mm-hmm. You know, it's different than whenever you and I were younger because you and I used to walk in and ask for an application, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a few places to do that, but now everyone wants to go online or you're on Indeed or I don't know what you're doing. But anyway, that's, that's to me, it's so important that you're doing that. And um, Well, it's interesting you say that about the uh, budgeting or what do you call it? A spending plan. Spending plan, because uh, the second class I teach is about taxes. You know, I show them a sample pay stub. I actually have them calculate taxes on amount. And um, then we talk about uh, what your take-home pay is. But not only then, it, you don't get sp- spend all that necessarily on things that you want to buy, because when you buy things, you pay sales tax. Right. You pay gas tax when you buy gasoline. If you, if you use tobacco, you pay a tax. So you're, you know, it's not just payroll taxes. There are a lot of other taxes, There's usage too. taxes, yeah. Then we talk about budgeting. And, and if you if you remember in, in, in my book, The 2025, The Final Drive, I talk about, you know, yeah, we need, we need tax revenue. I talk about income taxes. But in the book, I say, well, what are some other taxes that could go up? A national sales tax, all mm-hmm. these usage taxes. You know, I said taxes on sugary drinks. It's been tried before. You know, all this kind of stuff because – you need to be aware when you go get your license plates here in Indiana, it's a high tax, right? So we do not live in a low tax state, folks, especially when you add up everything locally, uh, statewide, and all the different things. We gas tax, like you said, not not the lowest in the country. In fact, I don't understand, and I and I think I know a little bit about stuff, but I drove twenty minutes south the other day. Yeah, I know. And I bought gas for set for four, two dollars. In fifty-eight cents a gallon. Yeah, that's crazy. And in my by my house, it was three forty-nine, and I'm like, what in the world? I said I'd be better off wasting the four gallons of gas to go down and back. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. We're not going to talk about that. Well, one of the, the other things that could be changing that there's a discussion now about having sales tax on services, and that could be a, a huge amount. Sure. You know? And uh, so you know, as you said, things change. Big things change big time. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Dad, I want to kind of shift focus here a little bit because as we do talk about retirement and being happy and all that kind of stuff, that's been somewhat of a focus for the last couple of shows. And I just want to get my dad's opinion on what it is that I've been preaching here for the last two weeks on how to factor in 
your happy factor. We'll be right back. It's Your Money with David Hayes. I want to go back real quickly on that last topic because um, one of the things that I always like to do is is uh, make sure that I display gratitude towards my dad. And I didn't realize how much, as I've spent more time with Will trying to find his path, how much pressure he felt, like being my son. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, because of this and because of that. And I go, you know what? There's nothing to feel pressure about. Just do what you say you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. That's it. Does that sound familiar? You told you that's the thing you said to us over and over and over. Yeah. And And, and that that is so rarely done (laughs) to show up (laughs) to do what you say you're going to do. I said, I said, when we talk about being a haze, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Just doing the right thing, showing up, doing what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. You know, no, no fakiness about you. Be real. And he's got all those traits. He really does. But don't feel pressure about that. Just, just be that, you know. Just be yourself. Be yourself. Amen to that. All right, Dad. So the last two shows I focused heavily on, who's the happiest in retirement? Now I want to get your take on this. Number one, I think, again, listen, we have thousands and thousands of clients. I don't know how many households we represent or help uh, retire successfully, but it's thousands. I mean, maybe two or 3,000. Don't, I don't know, but in that realm. So we've seen this. I've seen happy retirees, I've seen miserable retirees, and I've seen everyone in between that they're just anxious. I went through the just-in-case retirement. Were you around for that one, Alex, the just-in-case retirement? It was great. I mean, it was kind of like a lot of people live in this world of, well, just in case something happens, I don't want to spend my money. Mm -hmm. So I went through this, and I enjoy it so much, I'll go through it again. It was like, it's like, go buy that new truck. And you might have felt this way at some point in your life. But go buy that check. No, I don't. I can't spend that kind of money you know, just in case. And then it's like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on. I'm not gonna go on that fancy vacation because just in case, you know. And then I'm not gonna, you know, eat at these fancy restaurants. I can go over here to McDonald's. That'll be fine because just in case. I said then you die. Then guess what? Your kids buy the great car. Your kids go on vacation. Right. Your kids go to the fancy <laughs> restaurants. So that's that's the people that are kind of in between. They're not miserable, but they're just not overly happy. So I always say, number one, the people that I witnessed that had the most happiness in retirement, number one, they have faith. They know the thing. There's more to life than what they see today. They understand they're going to be reunited with those loved ones one day. They have good family relationships, right? They're not this rub all the time. They look forward to getting together with their kids and grandkids and their brothers and sisters. They enjoy that. That's a good family, healthy family relationship. They have friends to do things with, laugh with, eat out with, travel with, you name it with. They just stay connected. And lastly, they have a fixed income stream. Faith, family, friends, and a fixed income stream. Or better put, a guaranteed lifetime income. Sure, Social Security is is guaranteed, but Dad, think about some of the happiest people that you know in retirement. What did they do? What do they have? It's retired military. It's retired uh, union workers, right? Mm -hmm. Not only are they extremely happy that they're not crawling under a crawl space anymore, but it's people that have like no worry about what the stock market's doing today. Mm -hmm. Their check's always in the mailbox. It's inflation protected. They're just happier. And and whenever we talk about how people can create that own happiness, their own happiness by using some kind of a product that they can allocate a portion of their money to a guaranteed lifetime income. Um, they, they seem a little reluctant because, again, the just-in-case mentality. What if I need that? Well, the way these products work these days, it's not like you're giving it up. You're just kind of laying off that risk to somebody else, to someone who knows how to handle the risk. And you and I have talked about this in your own personal situation. Mm-hmm. So just getting your take on that. I've been on this bandwagon 
heavy for the last two weeks. And I just want to hear someone who's in that boat of 75-ish from a happy retirement. That's just fixed income, but all those other elements included. Well, I think everything you said is true. I mean, the faith is probably the first thing. And uh, if you have the faith, you, you don't worry about things so much. You know, you just um, you just don't. And I think... Well, worry's a sin, right? Yeah. I mean, don't but worry. But you don't worry. I, I saw I don't, a, don't worry about stuff. marquee that said, uh, don't let the worries of tomorrow steal the joys of today. I get concerned, right? We get concerned. But, I mean, deep worry, deep worry. There's a the, difference between worry and concern. The concern... It motivates you to action to try to, to do something about it if you can and if you can't just forget about it you can't change it yeah worry worry kind of cripples you sometimes it does sometimes it does and what about just good family relationships we're fortunate well oh, absolutely I mean, yeah I, I you know i i value that so much i'm just telling people today they said how was your holiday i said it was great you know i've got i've got four kids seven grandkids and two great grandkids and we were all together and one on the way Yes, and one the way, and we were all together, and that's so rare today. Laughing, having a good time. Oh, we had a playing great time. games. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time. And then friends. Oh yeah, you, you know, it, a few years ago in my church we had a, a Bible study, and it was about uh, we studied Billy Graham's book on on uh, aging, and we had a, one of our people in our church was 101 years old, and she said, you know, I've um, I've lost all my friends, I've lost several children. Um, it's like I've been transported to a different planet because everyone I knew is gone. Mm. It's like, uh, and I, I didn't, hadn't really thought about that. But really, the, the, it's people. The people in your life is really what adds value to it. And, of course, I think you check all three of those top boxes. Then we get down to the uh, reliable income streams in retirement with Social Security. We're working on that other part. We're going to wait to get closer because I keep telling you, the older you get, the more powerful those guarantees. But how do we know? How do we know we're getting closer? We well, are. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just all because getting I'm getting older. I guess. No, huh? that's exactly it. So I think you check all those boxes for sure, um, and we need you to have that guaranteed lifetime income because we do have good family relationships. And I think if you moved in the West Wing in Bell Vista, <laughs> it might because as much as we love each other, all of your kids and grandkids. You really don't want them living with you. No, you, I don't. You don't want to move in or out. You just I, want, once you're out, you're out. You know, yeah. I used to tell people they'd say, "So I guess David handles your financial stuff." So I said, "Yeah, sure, because if he doesn't take care of me financially, he has to take care of me physically." <laughs> I have a feeling almost every client feels that way. They're like, That's "Hey, if hey, this happens, I'm moving in with you." Like, right. All right, it is fun out there at the house. So anyway, yeah, we don't want kids moving back in with us or parents moving in with us if we can avoid it at all costs. All right. That was fun. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to kind of hit some of the high points of the SECURE Act, too, that hit uh, hit the presses because they didn't want it to happen. And then you're like, why isn't David talking about this? Because we're going to hit it really, really hard next year on the 9th, whenever we uh, air the show that I'm going to record tomorrow. And I just did a podcast on it as well, so it'll be a radio show podcast. Bang, bang. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be right back. It's Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. Your Money with David Hayes. My dad, Jerry Hayes, has been in the house with me. We've had a lot of fun so far talking about when do you know you're ready to retire on to helping kids find their way into who do you think is the happiest in retirement. We'll just open your eyes up and look around, and it will tell you who they are. Hey, this past week on December 23rd, I believe, Congress passed part of that massive spending plan, which, you know, When you start, we Rod and I talked about this when you talk about spending. And oh, by the way, when you spend another one point six trillion dollars, 
Does that make my narrative of higher taxes down the road better or worse? I'll let you answer that. But if you don't know the answer, the answer is yeah. it makes it even better, right? Because taxes are going to have to go up for us to pay for the stuff that we are spending money on today, the things we've already promised. Go to usdebtclock.org, check it out, unfunded liabilities. I don't have to go any further than that just to say, listen to me. Now you're going to be glad that you did. But something that, not that all of it was bad, I'm just saying that I like when things are voted on independently, but that's just not the way our system works. And again, I get into this in great detail next week, so I'm not going to beat a horse right now. But let's talk about some of the high points in the SECURE Act, too. That was Okay, so they passed Congress originally. Let's kind of walk you through this sometime this past year. It went to, went to the Senate. They made some revisions, right? Not some big revisions. We've talked about this on the show. It's always interesting to see what they change, what they don't change. They did not change a lot. It went back to Congress and was passed part of this big bill that went through. So that gives you a little bit of history on that. But time was ticking on this thing, and on December 33rd, 3rd, it passed. But here's the big ones. First thing is uh, the increase in RMD age, required minimum distribution age. Remember, I've been on this narrative forever that says not only can the IRS and government tell you when you have to take your money out of your retirement accounts, but how much of it is theirs? And I've used that as this example in many seminars and workshops to say, if you went down to Owen County Bank and said, hey, Jerry, I'd like to borrow $100,000, what's the interest rate? Well, you don't want to know what the real interest rate is right now, but nonetheless, let's just play along. And he says to you, you know what, here's your $100,000, but don't worry about the interest rate. I know it's like 7% today, but I'll tell you when we need your money back. We'll tell you what the interest rate was or is at the time you pay our money back. Who would sign up for that? Nobody. Well, that's kind of what we signed up for as we defer into tax-deferred retirement accounts. So the required minimum distribution age has increased. Starting in 2023, it was now 73. Now, if you had already been on RMDs, you have to continue. So this only affects people 71 and younger. And oh, by the way, remember this 75 thing I talked about several months ago? This will increase to age 75, but not until January of 2033, okay? Now, you're going to have to wait till next week's show for me to give you the logic behind that. But like I've said in previous podcasts that I've had, again, when I talk about podcasts, I'm talking about the one I do in my office. This is the radio show, 43 minutes long, that gets turned into podcasts. So just play along with me in that as well. There's a lot of math behind this. So I keep telling folks I'm giving these people more credit than I thought they deserve. They're smarter than I thought. Next thing, qualified charitable distributions has expanded. Remember, you could give money directly from your IRA after 70 and a half, up to 100 grand, tax-free to a charity. But now you can do a one-time only $50,000 qualified charitable distribution to a qualified gift annuity or a charitable remainder trust. That's basically benefiting yourself. You know, with a charitable gift annuity, I give the money into this this plan. Let's use a charitable remainder trust. I give it to Indiana University, whatever. They turn around and give me an income stream that's very tax efficient, almost almost tax free in some ways. And then when I die, they get the remainder interest. That's that's awesome that you can do that now. So that's going to be a huge planning tool for all of us. And the QCD limit will start to index with inflation starting in 2024. There's a lot of Roth changes beginning in 2024 uh, when you have a catch-up provision on your 401ks, your 403bs, all that goes into the Roth now. So that's the money grab now. There's the money grab later is actually the 2033 thing. You're going to have to wait till next week to hear about that. The other thing, employers will have the opportunity to make their contributions for you to the Roth. That looks like it's going to be 
a choice that you make. And I was just telling someone today that that's great. And I'm hoping that everyone puts that in their plan as an option, because if I'm a brand new school teacher, 23, 24 years old, why would I not Monroe, want Monroe County school system? Why would I not want Cook? Why would I not want any of these people who contribute to your 401ks, IU Health, whatever? Why would I want their money to go into a tax later side and I'm like 23, right? Tax it now. Tax the heck out of it. I don't make any money anyway. Let it then grow all tax-free. And then maybe down the road, I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm 55, 58 years old. I might at that m- moment say, okay, match. I want that to go in the tax later side. It just, it's, it's an awesome thing. So it's a money grab now, potentially, but it's great benefit for people, especially those that handle that correctly. All right, let me move on. 529 plans. This is something that I dealt with. I talked about it in the podcast that I recorded. Here, Will runs off to IUPUI. We'd saved all this money for college. After a year and a half, he said, I'm not going to go back. What do I do? Do I buy a bass boat? I did buy a bass boat, but I didn't do it with the 529 money. Now, 529 plans actually can be rolled into a Roth IRA starting in 2024. So Will could have rolled his $40,000, actually the limit's going to be $35,000, over his lifetime to a a Roth, for 529 to a Roth. All the other rules apply. I'll get into that later as well. There were some reductions on the 10% penalties on taking money out early for different reasons. Uh, They also, remember, if you didn't take the correct amount on a required minimum distribution, then it was a it was penalized at 50%. Well, they've reduced that to 25. All that tells me they're going to start enforcing it, which they have not in the past. And what it did not get fixed was the crazy rules regarding inherited IRAs. And that is where, depending on how old the person was when you inherited it, depending on how you had to take the money out, that did not get fixed. And I thought it might get fixed when it heads back to the Senate, but we will see. Because that is really goofy, and it can really make people screw up and make a lot of mistakes. But while there's some... Bigger impact items in there as well. This massive Secure Act 2, which I have a lot of faith in, to be honest with you, with automatic increases in there on 401ks. I love it. I think there's so much good in this stuff that I've been talking about for years that need to happen. Because, listen, am I all about personal responsibility, taking taking responsibility for myself, my family, my community? Absolutely. But you know what, folks? I said this back in 2015 when I had the opportunity to speak at the Harvard Faculty Club on, on the retirement crisis in America, that listen, sometimes you're just going to have to do it for them. So you, you kind of have to do this, which means you have to opt out. Because if you don't, then we're going to have a bunch of poor people on our hands. We already have a bunch of poor people on our hands. It's going to get worse. And then who's going to pay for it? All of you that have money that you did the right thing. That's been the argument with saving for college, for saving for this, for saving for that. Well, now it's about saving for retirement. So there's a lot of good stuff in here that will make it great for people way, way down the road. So again, loaded with stuff, numerous other provisions, but not to be worried. We will keep you posted on the latest developments as they come up. Dad, any questions about that? What does it become effective? 2023 for some things, 2024 for others, 2033 for other things. There you go. I love complications. You know why? It keeps me employed. I'm going to take a break. (laughs) I'll be back. Hit your money with David Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. Just a few minutes left in today's show. So uh, happy New Year to everyone. Very excited about what's coming up in 2023. I know a lot of you aren't, but again, you have to think about the things you can control and then just kind of not worry about the things you can't control. You can be concerned about them, as we talked earlier, but don't overly worry about them. They'll paralyze you. They'll make you mad. They'll make you angry. 
your wife will hate you, your kids will hate you, your dog will hate you when you act that way. So be be happy. So, Dad, thanks for being here. I know it's uh, hard to believe it's been a year since you were on last, but it, it has been a year, and I'm afraid that next year, we'll see what next year brings, right? We will. Yeah. And we'll be talking about it again, and maybe, maybe you do retire, maybe you don't. I hope you don't. I hope you continue to stay with it. Um, I mean, look at some of the I, I was talking to an advisor last week. He's in Florida, Boca Raton. He calls me a lot for different things. His name's Alan, and he's in. he said, David, this is the way he talks, David. I go, hey, Alan, did you know I'm 80? And I go, no, I didn't know that. It's hard to believe because I know it. I know, but I'm still working. I'm going to keep going. I go, I know. But you look at all kinds of people that are still very productive, very relative, and very sharp, even into their 80s. And I, I worry, and I, this is one of my worries. We didn't talk about this earlier about what your biggest worry would be. But dealing with the fact that, you know, I've been de- I've dealt with Misty's dad, my mom. I'm like, geez, I remember my mom kind of going downhill uh, with her Alzheimer's um, early on after she stopped working. It didn't take more than a couple of years before I started seeing her repeat herself, forget things, things like that. Uh, Misty's dad took much longer than that. But to me, you got to keep your mind sharp. That doesn't mean you have to keep working to keep your mind sharp. But it certainly is an easy way to keep your mind sharp, it right? Is. It so is. there's a lot to be said there, a lot of lessons to be learned. Any final thoughts, Dad? I know you said that when we did this for the very first time 21 years ago, and you were here in support, um, that I might get the hang of this someday. And I, I've, hopefully I've gotten a little bit of the hang of it. I still occasionally listen to myself. I try not to because, you know, yeah, for a lot of reasons. But I, every once in a while I'm like, you know what? I don't understand myself. I talk too fast. Sometimes I get too low in my voice, and they can't. I mean, so there's always room to get better, right? Sure, Absolutely. Always, 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 always. But I appreciate you being here. Um, it's going to be a great 2023. I think so. So I wish that to everyone listening as well. And next week, we're going to get dig in hard on the SECURE Act. It's going to be the main focus of the show. And I'm not just going to tell you what it does, but why, right? Because I'm thinking, as people are writing this legislation, what are they thinking, right? They understand we're $31 trillion debt. We just signed another $1.6 trillion spending bill. We'd already had a budget plan for the next 10 years to spend an extra trillion dollars a year they understand interest rates have gone up from two percent to five percent that that's killing us i mean they understand this now are they doing anything about it i don't think they're doing anything on the spending side of things but i think they're kind of lining us up to pay for the bar tab at some point and it's going to be down the road so we have a money grab now we have a money grab later and hopefully next week i can help pull all this together and i'm not saying i'm exactly right but once i tell you this because everyone i've said this to and explained it to they're like Huh. Now that makes sense. So we'll see if it makes sense next week after a long, long... Actually, I'm recording it tomorrow, so I think we're going to be okay for next week. Have a great one, everyone. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. The preceding program was brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities. 